You are about to listen to the Heffron and Reap podcast. When you're done, you can relax and enjoy the rest of your day. And as a reminder, don't forget to stretch and cool down when it's over. Live from your headphones, it's Heffron and Reap. Stand up, Vault. Speaking of online, uh, I was at my wife's computer recently, right? And uh, I was playing this game on her computer I like to play called Guess the Password. You guys ever play that? comes pre-installed on most people's computers. <laughs> and so I'm, uh, I see immediately, right? I'm on her desktop and I see immediately this email that she got. And I saw this email and first uh, on a side note, um, if you want to make a trillion dollars, let me just throw this out to the world. And then if you make a trillion dollars on it, you have to like shoot me some cash. Somebody needs to invent like some kind of Bluetoothy thing Whereas a guy, you can be on a website, and to change that website, all you have to do is go, <laughs> That would be nice, because I swear she sneaks up behind me, and I can't get to the mouse quick enough, and she's, what are you clicking out of? You're always clicking out of something. Every time I walk by, what were you on? And then that way I could go, <laughs> and then savetheworld.org pops up. Okay, that's a side note, right? So I, I see this receipt is on my wife's computer. And at first, I think my wife went to a hunting store. Okay, hear me out. Because I see this receipt, and I see the first thing she bought, right? I see she bought a bullet, which is weird, right? Because I'm like, I'm a gun guy. Why would she buy one bullet? And that seems like a pretty pricey caliber bullet, right? <laughs> then underneath that, I see she bought a rabbit. And I'm like, Wow. I don't see any cages. Why, why is she buying a rabbit? Is she going to try to kill the rabbit with the bullet that she bought? So, uh, for all the men staring at me blankly right now, as you hear pockets full of women laughing, um, those are names of vibrators, right? Yeah. And underneath that, I see this other thing. I see my wife bought this thing called the penis-making kit. Familiar? Are you familiar? No? Right? So, I, and it's the problem, people, with snooping is this. If you snoop, whatever evidence you find isn't admissible in court. So you run the risk of finding some good stuff, but you can't bring it out. So I had to bring this up to her nonchalantly, like, at dinner. I'm like, hey, um, hey, you ever think about making, like, a birdhouse or a penis or anything like that? It's like, oh, did you see the, the did you see the receipt for the penis making kit? I'm like, yeah. What's a, what's a penis making kit? And apparently, fellas, it's this mold where you they, they make a mold of the penis, and then afterwards they do with it what they like. Maybe a door stopper, um, maybe some bookends or something. I don't know. I didn't get technical, right? I'm like, well, you had this thing hidden, so whose penis were you gonna make a mold of? She's like, yours. I'm like, but you, you had to tell me. What were you going to do? Get me drunk and I'd wake up with paper mache all over my balls or something like that? <laughs> like, you're not making a mold of my penis for several reasons. Here's one of them. Not sticking my penis anywhere close to any crazy easy-bake oven looking thing. <laughs> and you're not making a mold of my penis because you like to jib-jab and all your girlfriends are going to come over and they're going to be like, so how'd the penis turn out? And you're going to show them. 
And if I'm not there to defend myself, I would like to be there to go, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I think she let it cook way too long, don't you? Enjoy the Heffron and Reap podcast. Now go and see them live. It's really super awesome. And here's the reason why. You've seen them on TV. And even in the movies. Yeah, they really are so good. They can even afford this song. Check out the tour dates at HeffronandReap.com. Yes, come see me live, people. Um, you can see me. Uh, let's start with Tampa, Florida, February 7 through the 10th. I'll be at Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida. And then on the 15th of February, you can see me at Holly Springs, North Carolina, the Holly Springs Cultural Center. And then uh, Newton, North Carolina, the next day, the 16th of February, at the Newton Conover Auditorium. Then getting into uh, March. Cartersville, Georgia, not too far from Atlanta, the Grand Theater, one show. Come see me. And then I'm going to be at the Birmingham Stardome Comedy Theater in Alabama, March 8 through uh, 9. And then uh, that's it. John, I think it's your turn. All right, everybody. I have to say this quick because I just had a five-hour energy and it's affecting me kind of weird. Let's go with February 14th with this Valentine's Day, son. Oh, boy. Uh, February 14th through the 17th, I will be at the Toledo Funny Bone. And then on February 21st through the 24th, I'm in Washington, D.C. at the Washington, D.C. Improv. And February 28th, heading into the first weekend of March, I will be at the Pittsburgh Improv. And then Later that week, March 14th through the 16th, I will be at Denver Comedy Works. And March 21st through the 23rd, I can't read my writing, but it, it looks to be a funny bone. And then it has the word KY next to it. So uh, it's either a grocery list my wife gave me, or I will be at the funny bone in, uh, <laughs> which, is, which is, I think is uh, uh, the Cincinnati. Sense. Which it makes I, sense that you would need KY for your funny bone. Yeah, so th- <laughs> there you go. Those are our dates. And don't forget, you can always go to heffernandreap.com. Click on the shows. Um, we have all our dates. Uh, we keep filling them in. Um, all right there. And we hope to see you live at a show. Heffern and Reap. <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> all the uh, radio announcements actually have a personality. They're not sitting there all monodrone. They always are coming up with new stuff, new twists. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, every once in a while, you guys are not boring. <laughs> You're listening to Heffron and Reef. Yes, and thank you for listening to another awesome episode of the Heffron and Reef show. I am half of this. I'm the Reef half, uh, the back half, the caboose, but sitting over here. Uh, well, I should say maybe yeah. he's in the cloud. You're in the cloud. I'm in the cloud. I'm directly in front of you. Uh, me and Reap aren't actually together, but it's weird because 2013, that can make it actually happen. So yes. uh, I, I'll have you, Reap. Uh, I can see him. He's not, he's not wearing pants. <laughs> and for this podcast, I want to let you know the entire time uh, I'm actually wearing wristbands. Are you now? That's yeah, cute. it's my Are new you- thing. It's my new thing. I, I put wristbands on when I went running because running is my new thing. And I put the wristbands up towards my forearm. And then all day I had them on. And then I was like, oh, man, I, I don't want to take off my wristbands. 
I just like, can we yeah. bring back wristbands? Are they out, or is there any way we can bring them? I think they're 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 kind of in. I mean, it depends on what you do. Like you know, like there's a lot of skateboarder kids and those kind of kids wear wristbands a lot. So you know, you, you might look like you're trying to look young, or you might be like, no, I'm I'm old school. You're I like, just, I never took these off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or I just got done playing racquetball or something like that. Like, right. so maybe we make heffernery wristbands. Wristbands. I've got, I, my new thing is I started wearing these hats that I got for Christmas to embrace my Irish look. You know, the kind of little hats that, like, the, crumped it. The, the read little... all about it newspaper guy. I've seen pictures with you. It, it yeah. Looks, it looks like you're on the corner going, read all about it, say. Yankees, Yeah. <laughs> So I got three different ones of those. I got black, gray, and I got like a brown one. And I actually got four. I got like a leather one. So uh, yeah, you're gonna see that a lot now. That's my new look, dude. You you do the wristbands. I'll do the the hat. I said we own it. My wife always just says you just need to own it. When I'm like, do I look okay in this? Do I, how does this look? She's like, you just gotta you just gotta own it. That's all. Oh, hang on, I'm getting a phone call. Yeah, I should have put you, this on vibrate. You deal with that. Yeah. So right. so so maybe we go uh, wristbands. You you wear your hat. Yeah, and uh, you know that's that. Look, New Hefford and Reap look. Um, I actually one time I was uh, in the Atlanta airport and I was there in a layover and I had my my Irish hat and I actually that day have a green Irish shirt that just says Irish on it and I was just standing on the trolley going you know from uh, another terminal. Right. Some lady is looking at me and she goes, uh, "Are you from Ireland?" <laughs> like because I got the red hair and freckles, so it's almost like I'm trying hard for someone to think I'm from Ireland. You know? Or or you're wearing one of those. And it's weird when you get caught up in it. And I did it when I was in Rome. Um, you, you know those hoodies you see at airports, whatever city you're in. Yeah, they have the hoodies of whatever city that is. You're in Dallas. Sure. They have the, but they're the same junky kind of crappy hoodies that are in every airport. Yeah. Well, when I was in Rome, for some reason, uh, I got caught up in it, and I put on a Roma, you know, hoodie. And then I was the guy on the plane who bought the hoodie <laughs> where I was, but I was in Rome and not St. Louis. So, but it's the exact yeah. same thing. Well, that's where the expression comes from. When in Rome, you wear, get the hoodie. Wear, wear the hoodie. Right. Yeah. Um, well, let's play some trivia. Let's do it. I get a lot of uh, you know tweets saying people love this part, so we'll just uh, let's keep it in. People, you know, when you throw off stuff too much, when you like not give people what they want, then they start to rebel. So let's and- give them. It's the Heffron and Reap Show Trivia Game. Yeah, the Heffron and Reap Show Trivia Game. They decided the stories they had were kind of lame. Yeah, the stories they had were kind of lame. So sit back and guess the answers with each of the Johns. You can get more smarter with you get your learning on. It's the Heffron and Reap Show Trivia Game. Yeah, the Heffron and Reap Show Trivia Game. This trivia game is sponsored. We have a sponsor now for our trivia game. Really? Uh, yes, this trivia game is sponsored by the Speed Network. Uh, more appropriately, there's a new show coming out on the Speed Network uh, called Are You Faster Than a Redneck? And they're sponsoring this trivia game. More on that later. Um, I'm going to give you an option, buddy. I've got two different games uh, subject matters here, okay? okay? Okay. Do I get to pick which one? Yeah, I'm going to give you the – I mean, yeah. I, I hope you choose one, but if you don't, that's okay. 
Okay. It, it, it'll say a lot about you, which one you choose. Um, oh, okay. One is about... Crocheting. Whatever one I want to do on crocheting. <laughs> nope. One is okay. about the Super Bowl that's coming up. Um, oh, man. And you're going to be... You're, you're not... You're going to be by yourself in a hotel room watching that thing, aren't you? Yes. Like Charlotte somewhere, I think. Yes. I'll be in Charlotte doing nothing. But okay, uh, so this is, uh, this is where I'm Super I... Bowl trivia, or we can go uh, famous comedians trivia. Now, I figured uh, – I know which one you're going to pick because you know more about comedy. That's your world. Uh, but I'd like to see you get out of your wheelhouse, get out of your comfort zone, and uh, try something different since, you know, it is football's coming up. So I know not? nothing about Super Bowl. Like, like uh, All right. I, I know one Super Bowl stat. And what is that? What do you know? In 1980, the Super Bowl was played at the Silverdome. Okay. And, and it was the 49ers versus somebody else. All right. Well, there's uh, one to nothing. I'll give you that one. <laughs> All right. So did I win something for just random? Yes. You get a free plug. Okay. Let's go. Let, let's go Super Bowl then. All right. Here we go. Um, I, got wrist, I got wristbands on, so this is going to be good. All right. Here we go. Question. Where was the first Super Bowl held? Where was it? Where was the Super uh, first Super Bowl uh, was probably held in... I'll give you three cities and you can choose. Oh, good. even better. Okay. And this is, by the way, this uh, trivia game doesn't have multiple choice. I'm just going to make up two of the places to make this easier for you. Okay. Uh, Who's this sponsored by, by the way? This is sponsored by, are you faster than a redneck? Uh, more on that later on the Speed Network. Sure. Um, February 22nd. Look for it. Um, okay. Was the Super Bowl held in Florida? Was it held in California? Was it held in New Jersey? All right, so I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that it was uh, the first Super Bowl ever was held probably in Florida, and then I'm going to guess that it was somewhere in the Miami area. Oh, Incorrect. Uh, Los Angeles, the Super Bowl was held at the Memorial Coliseum. Uh, January 15, 1967, the Green Bay Packers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 35-10. to 10. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so that's You want to keep going? Or you... Let's go. Let's go All one right. more. Which, now, this one you might know. This is okay. interesting. A lot of people probably, a lot of football fans will know this one. Which NFL team has played in the most Super Bowls? Has played in the most Super Bowls? Uh, Dallas Cowboys. You are correct. Duh! You are also. What, what, but I'm also wrong? I can't be correct and wrong. There are two teams that are tied for. Okay, so I would say Cowboys and the Patriots. Nope. Steelers. Oh, Yes. I had, I, had, I had Pittsburgh Steelers sheets. <laughs> I had did. somebody in my family, even though I grew up in Detroit, bought me Steelers sheets because that's you, when Steelers were really popular. You actually slept with a steel curtain? I had the steel sheets, and then and then I'd swap them out with my Star Wars sheets. Right. I had some Star Wars pillowcases. Everybody did. Ass. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, did, you not hear, did you not hear that knocking? I just heard a knocking. You, you know, it might, be, it might be me with a pen going like oh, that, knocking. Okay, okay. All right, here we go. Um... Yeah, so the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys each uh, have played in eight Super Bowls. Right. The Steelers have won six of those games, uh, a Super Bowl record, and the Cowboys uh, have a 5-3 and three record, FYI. Okay, uh, question. Which NFL teams have never played in the Super Bowl? There are one, let's see, one, two, three, four of them. Four teams have never been in the Super Bowl. Give me two, and you'll I'll, I'll give you this one correct if you can get two of them. Never played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's see. <sighs> never played in the 
Super Bowl. That means that one of them should be obvious to you. This is a team that never made it to the Super Bowl. So if I was to do a word problem here, I would figure out, okay, the question is, what team never? I would say the Detroit Lions. Boom, that's one. One more to go. There's I, three teams to choose from. You only get one more, and then I'll, I'll give it to you. And uh, lastly, I would uh, say uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> wow. You know what? That's correct. They have not, but they're not an NFL team, so I can't give that to you. I just checking. Uh, Who was it? Who's, who's the last one? Well, Cleveland Browns was one, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Houston Texans, man, never played in the Super Bowl. And Houston's good. Most of the time. Um, lately, anyway. All right. Moving on. You there want a couple more? You want uh, a couple more? No, because I, this is just making me feel dumb that I know little to nothing about football. All right. I can, tell you, I can tell you if you want to talk you know, old school football, Tecmo Bowl, uh, if you were Bo Jackson, you'd probably just score a touchdown. Yeah, if you were Bo Jackson, you're unstoppable. If you're Randall Cunningham, you're unstoppable. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's about the extent of my uh, you know, football. What about this? Uh, do you want to try a couple of the comedian ones to see how it goes? Sure. All right. This will be fun. Um, okay. We've got stand-up we'll we'll comedians. We'll do one of these. We'll do one of these. Or famous comedians. Stand-up comedians or famous comedians? Go stand-up Let's, comedians. Stand-up comedians. All right. Here's the first question. Okay. This guy is really comfortable with his masculinity. He's often asked, he, he's often asked guys if he could ride could ride them down a flight of stairs while wearing a Viking helmet. Not in a gay way, but in a friendly guy sort of way. Who is he? Is he A, Dom Herrera, B, Tom Wolf, C, Jay Leno, or D, Reggie Meyer? I don't know who Reggie Meyer is. Yeah, I think... I, was, think, I was going to say Bert Kreischer, but... <laughs> yeah. uh, I would have said like Bobby Lee or even... Yeah, uh, I could just like... or they're, there's a lot. There's a lot of comics in that club that uh, no one knows Pauly, about. Pauly Shore could easily be in that one right there. Yeah. Um, so I would. Um, well, let's just say it's not Jay Leno. Okay, I would say Dom Herrera. Dom Herrera. Let me see. He's I'm gonna the, click on he's this. The most masculine guy I can think of out of uh, uh, out of that group. All right. Um, let's. But find. I could see him let's making see. jest that yeah. he would ride somebody down the steps. I gotta like the way this this uh, website is. You have to like go through all the other ones first. So hang on. All right, here's the answer. The answer, yes, is Dom Herrera. You are correct. There we go. Yes. All right. We actually are going to have like a heavy metal type uh, opening in this thing. It's going to be awesome, dude. February 22nd, Speed Network. It debuts. Are you faster than a redneck? I, yours truly, John Reap here. I'm the host. And the idea is, and I'm, I've told you this before, but I'll rehash it. it basically, it's like um, we get these hardcore. Uh, motorheads, who guys who love muscle cars, American-made muscle cars, and I call I call those guys. You know, they're on my team. I call them right. my, mullet, my mullet mafia, and uh, we challenge this younger generation or anybody really who loves imports to a real race. It's amateurs on a race, uh, three laps on a track that's winding track, door to door, and if they win all three series of races, if they make it to the final round and they win, then they get ten thousand dollars of my 
cash. Uh, that's right. It's my cash. I'm like the redneck Ben Stein if Ben Stein had a way lower IQ. That's crazy that it's your money. Because I was just at your house recently, and you're like, man, you know, I could use some extra money. And now you're giving away $10,000 every time, person. Did you you think that through? I got to have something at stake in this thing, you know. Like, I'm getting paid to host the thing. But then I get bonuses if I don't lose $10,000. So it's my money, but it's not my money. You know what I mean? Like, I could get more if my guys win. So I'm definitely rooting. And you'll see in these episodes, we've already shot eight of them. Uh, when you when watch did you them. do these, by the way? Uh, this was in the summer. Was it the summertime? Yeah, in South Carolina, Kershaw, South Carolina. Uh, we went to a racetrack, and we shot eight episodes in like 12 days or something like crazy like that. We just cranked them out. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, there's a lot at stake for me, so I'm definitely uh, rooting for the Rednecks. And then I'm sure all the listeners, uh, you know, we'll, we'll rally behind you, John Reap. We will, you know what I mean? Because I would imagine on the speed, what they'll do is, is they'll see, okay, how many people are watching the first couple ones? Let's do more. Right, right, so. right. They're gonna be, they're gonna do a big push, big publicity push. They're sending me to the Daytona 500. Uh, I'm gonna be down there because that's like the Super Bowl of NASCAR, right. and they have tons of media outlet like they do with the Super Bowl. You know, in New Orleans right now, there's tons of media down there. So I'm gonna be doing a lot of. Uh, interviews for this show uh, at the Daytona 500. Looking forward to that. I, although I, I, they're flying me back the day of the race, the big race. <laughs> so oh, that's funny. I didn't get to stay for the race, but um, well, you had your your NASCAR guy. Uh, what was his name? Your friend, uh, Michael Waltrip. Yeah. Did you ever talk to him about Heffern and Reap sponsoring his his car? Did you ask about that glove box base? We're talking <laughs> that that you, you know the glove box when you open it. If there's a glove box in a NASCAR, we're right. thinking maybe we could afford a sticker that's on the inside of the glove box, but right. then we could still say we own a NASCAR. I haven't have I haven't had a chance to ask him that yet. But uh, now maybe I will. Maybe I'll see him down there in Daytona and I'll I'll ask him. Because my uh, my stepdaughter and wife went to a roller derby recently. And uh, it, it was packed, hundreds and hundreds of people watching these chicks doing roller derby. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, me always thinking, I'm thinking, why doesn't Heffern and Reap own a roller derby team? Like, we got to start sponsoring people. That would be so cool. And then we could say we own a roller team, and then maybe we'll find some little, like, is there a little kid league, like baseball league, that can yeah. all have uh, Heffern and Reap on their jerseys, like the Bad News Bears. I mean, this, you, this is something we need to really. I, you, I I think we call the team like the Heffern and Reapers. <laughs> That's good. I, I, yeah. I don't know if girls listen to our podcast or well, to even narrow it down. Girls who listen to our podcast who are part of uh, roller derby teams is probably right. a really specific niche within yeah. our listening audience. I'll yeah. have to look at the stats on that. But um, you know, how much for you to become the Heffern and Reapers? How much do you think that would cost? Do you have any kind of? Uh, I looked there? online. It's expensive. It's way more expensive than uh, you think. Right, it's, and our our money goes to what equipment and jerseys, and and then you get signage and you get you know and stuff on the wall and then whatever. But I say we just figure it out and we uh, you know we try to just we 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 be ballers and we purchase a team outright. Do you remember, like, when you played Little League Baseball? I don't know if you did, but if you did, uh, like, what was one of the sponsors of your uh, Little League team? There was, uh, uh, at the time, it was called Brown's Root Beer in Sandwich Shop. 
Well, that's not bad. And then if you won, then you would go there, and then you'd have, like, gallons of root beer. And then if you lost, your dad would drive you by and go, see those kids enjoying the root beer? Well, slide Could've next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's um, – uh, 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 um, well, that's not bad, though. Like, uh, ours was <laughs> – Kern's Bakery. It was a guy, his last name was Kern, K-E-R-N, and he had his own bakery, Kern's Bakery. Yeah. So we were like, you know, we didn't get any bread or anything. But Yeah, I think we should sponsor, maybe we'll sponsor a chick team, if, right. if anyone's saying. And then maybe down the line, let's just find random weird crap to sponsor. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I mean you, don't, you don't think there's some rec league somewhere, some basketball team that, you know? What if we just, like, picked a random dude at the gym? And, and we sponsor said, him? How often do you come here? And he says, you know, I'm here a lot, like uh, maybe three times a week. I'm like, all right. Well, then every time you're in here, you have to wear this Heffern and Reap T-shirt, Heffern and Reap hat, Heffern and Reap uh, wristbands, all that stuff, you know? And then, like, when you do reps out loud, you have to count like this. One Heffern and Reap. Yeah. Two Heffern and Reap. I think it could work. Let's do it. Let's right. throw it out there. We just put it there on, on the universe, so we'll see uh, what happens. I am for that. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this new technology we're using. And, and uh, the reason why we even uh, are doing this is because is it – did I hear you're writing a book? Yes, I'm writing a book. Uh, and I got – writing a book is as hard as uh, probably writing a book. <laughs> it's, it's, Wait, is it harder than reading a book? It's way harder than reading a book. What's the last book you actually read? I read a lot of books, actually. Uh, the last book I read was How to Write a Book in 28 Days was, the last, right? was the last book that I read. And how and, long did it take you to read that book? Uh, I skimmed through it pretty fast, and then I, I sat down and I started uh, working on it. They have some system in there, what's yeah. called uh, AIC, which is when you, when you have to do something, when you have to do some writing, it's called ass in chair. Right. And you actually just sit down and you start writing. You've got to force yourself to just sit there and go, huh? And then I have a timer, and this is some other theory or whatever, but you go 25 minutes on, 5 minutes off for 2 hours. So you set this timer, no distractions, no Facebook, no whatever. You sit down and you immerse yourself and you just start kind of writing. And 25 minutes goes by pretty quick. Your timer goes off. Now you have 5 minutes to do whatever you want to do. And then you go back for another 25 minutes and you do that for two hours a day uh, and have a brain dump and, you know, you start to figure it out. Do you think this will carry over into how you write or come up with stand-up now? I mean, now that you've learned this little system from that book, do you think that will help you? We'll see how it goes because I've already altered my system because I found with with the book is is I'll talk out the book and then I found a transcribing company and then I'll send that – transcription to the company and Thank- then I get all these pages back and then uh-huh. from there I you know you, you just kind of chop through and start to edit it. Thank God I couldn't imagine reading something that you actually wrote because <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean because I've seen your text messages. No, no, I'm gonna definitely it's gonna be spell checked. Uh <laughs> and it and the grammar is definitely going to be uh you know checked. And it's you know I niched out the book where I'm actually writing a book for people who don't normally come and see me do stand-up, which is a little bit of – not a risk, but, uh-huh. you know, it's uh, – because so, I'm, I'm, the, I'm writing the book for guys in their early 20s. Oh, Techni- I see. Technically, it's for, it's for everybody, but that's who I'm basically talking to. That's your angle. Is that, is that age group. What um, 
so do you technically have a ghost writer then or is it no I mean, man it's all it's all me with but note cards and i figured out i did an outline and you figure out with the outline each chapter you write five or six really big bullet points that you want to get to and there's this whole system and then i put all the cards down and then i look at my first card and it says intro uh, you know, what do they go through on a daily basis? And then I'll just have a brain dump about the reader and yeah. what they go through on a daily basis. And I write a couple thousand words and then I answer the next question and then stuff like that. And then I'll need an editor because my writing skills blows. So that's what an editor is. He just makes your writings, your ideas, the words that you come out of your mouth uh, look better on paper at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So if you're trying to get a you know, point across where then they're like, what are you trying to say right here? You know, just like stand-up where you, know, you, get, re- it's, you get really effective on, on how you're talking. So I'm nice. excited. It, give me something so, and then I'm going to try to have it done in a month is the other goal. So that's, okay. even, that's even harder. Well, and then yeah. I'm reading all this stuff where to get a book as a number one bestseller on Amazon, uh, there's all these little tricks where you um, you get everybody to download the book on the same day, and it's only 250 people, 250 to I think maybe 500 people. If you can somehow convince them all to do it on one particular day, uh, then you have a number one bestseller. So we wow. can do that. Yeah, 250. I'll help you. Yeah, because what I figured I'll do is we'll do it. The book's going to be really helpful because the book is is tentatively titled I Come to You from the Future, 10 Things I Wish I Knew When I Was Your Age. Uh, And it's just kind of all those like life lessons where you go through. And when you get older, you look back and go, ugh, that would have been way less heavy lifting had I known. Because when you're in your early 20s, you tend to think that nobody's ever been your age before. Yeah, exactly. Now, are you doing this like with the, with the comedy angle, or are you? Or are yeah, you comedy curious? first. It, it's yeah. definitely, um, I'm, you know, trying to writing funny and, and being talking funny is completely different. I know. So, I mean, it's it's you think it would be easy, but then even when I write out my bits, and you know, for like, oh, this can be a hilarious chapter, you don't realize how much of your bits is your personality or your voice. So when you just see the words, you're like, uh, that sucks. So it's you know it's how your tone. So then you got to get all that extra sprinkly type stuff in there. Right, exactly. So well, I'm excited for you, man. Is this the first book for you? I mean, did you I get a, a, wait, did you get a book deal? Like, how did this whole thing come about? Uh, answer your first question. I wrote a book when I was in fourth grade. Uh, it was published, and I even got my name in the card catalog. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I, you know, it's a little info you didn't know about me. It was called Super Mouse and Cheesin'. Yeah. <laughs> Super it, mouse and cheese in cheese in. I don't know why it was like I figured mouse needed a sidekick, and uh, so his, his name was gonna be Cheese, and then wow, yeah, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look that shit up. Yeah, it never it was good, man. I think it got checked out like two or three times. Super mouse. Oh, you won't see it online. I mean, when I when I say published, everybody in my third grade class, we made the book, and he got to put it in the library. Oh no, it's right here. It's on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, so right. One of your, what, one of your, one of your friends number put one? it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, in that case, I wrote four books. Yeah. So. so <laughs> So so yeah man so uh, but, no, but how'd you get this book deal? How, oh I didn't I, I didn't get a book deal because I uh, I decided um, my manager was like hey we should, you know do you want to do a book because I'm gonna shoot another special uh, in June and then I'm like I'll do a book and a special that's how right. I'll do it wow. uh, or have the special be part of the book because now with your Kindle so like if I'm talking about a bit then you click on the link and then you see the bit that I'm actually doing. 
but right. it's stuff that no one's ever seen before. So then I'm just taking a gamble. I'm doing it all myself. I'm going to throw it up on Kindle and, and Apple and all that stuff and skip the whole kit and caboodle. That's pretty cool. Although it would be cool to see if you walk by like a uh, airport bookstore and you look in and see your book. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, but I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm famous. Well, who knows? It might get, it might go to that point. It might get there. You know, you never know. Um, I, I was know. offered, not, well, not offered. I mean, there was uh, at one time, right around winning last comic standing, they had expressed interest in a book uh, from me, and I, and I just, I, you know, I'm, first of all, I don't read books. I mean, the only time I read books was when I had to in college, and then. Well, I haven't read a book in forever. I don't think I read like magazines or websites and you know that kind right. of stuff. Um, which I should. I should read more. But anyway, um, so when they said, do you want to write a book? I'm like, well, first of all, I don't read them. Uh, so writing one's going to be hard. Right. And I don't even know what the, t- the subject matter would have been. I didn't want to do like a biography because I don't think I'm uh, – <laughs> I'm not famous or big enough to have like my whole life story. And by the way, my life's not over. So I don't want to do anything like that. Yeah, that's like what's that. weird. But then you see like all the housewife chicks have yeah. a book and they're like Snooky. I mean and Snooky made millions off of her book, but she didn't even write it. She had a ghostwriter, and she had, I think I read, two or three conversations with that person over the phone, and that was it. And then you get to say you're an author. I will tell you people, I have, I have fucking note cards. That's how committed <laughs> I am. I have note cards and wristbands. Yeah, you showed me some app that you were using that sort of organizes all your uh, thoughts I've, or something I've, I've like been that. In, immersed in this because I figure we have uh, you know, so much time on our hands on the road. Why not? What else but are you going to do? Well, I was thinking if I do write a book, I already kind of know what it will be. It will be something like you know, the small towner's guide to surviving the big city. Like, you know, if you're from a small town or the country and you're going to travel to New York, Los Angeles, Vegas, some big city, and you've never been to a big city before, here's a guidebook that's going to help you survive that. You know what I mean? Like when you go out to a restaurant and you order tea, you're not going to get iced sweet tea. They're, they're going to ask you lots of questions. Do you right. want green tea? Do you want passion fruit tea? Do you want hot tea? Do you want unsweetened tea? Almost like, is there, it's almost like one of those language guides when you go to Rome or Italy. It's almost like you're converting you know, from southern mm-hmm. to city. So when they say, right. how, how are you guys doing, that's how you all do <laughs> Yeah. And you can just do the reverse. Yeah, yeah, there could be a language portion, but it's it's uh it's just you know traffic. Like when you hear when you hear someone blow the horn, that doesn't mean they want you to get out of the car and beat their ass. Right. Um, which usually in a small town, if you blow the horn at somebody, it's either because you know that guy and you're saying hey, or right. you're ready to fight. Like get out, let's throw down. But in big cities, people just lay on the horn all the time. It's just like hey, move on, you know. But um, yeah, so that would have been my idea, but uh, of course that never happened. Uh, yeah. But. Let but I ask, might be doing something like that. Yeah, well, I got a system. I can show you. We can flush that idea out. Turn this heifer and reap into an umpire. Uh, umpire? You can be become umpires or empire. Three strikes, you're out. Uh, let me ask you this question. Has your wife, and this is random, this is where there be a heifer and reap subject change. Uh, has your wife ever hidden anything from you, not uh, secret-wise, but just uh, selfishly? Um, uh, how do I even say that? Um, do, right. do you get that question? Has she ever like, kept a secret from me or no. like actually hidden a physical, a physical right be- thing? Right before we started recording this podcast, I'm starving and I haven't eaten all day. So I go open up the refrigerator and I, I don't see any food. Then there's this mystery drawer that's in our uh, our freezer. I never even open it. And so I opened it 
and I saw uh, some stuff, and I kind of started digging deep. I found a whole box of there's these um, waffles that you don't need syrup. What? There's so, and all you do is toast them, and you eat the waffle, but they already have the syrup coated on them, so you don't even need to put syrup on them. <laughs> you haven't had these? No, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, they're, they're like surplus. But I found a box hidden, like they they, they were hidden from me, so I wouldn't Ooh. have easy. So you remember when you get married? They're like, in this light, but it joins this flame, and this flame becomes one. <laughs> uh, but now I just realized that my family is hiding uh, food mm. from me. Ooh. And I don't know how yeah. to feel about that. Now, how did you discover it? Did you just? I went digging. It was purposely put. Underneath some bullshit stuff that I would like frozen peas, like stuff where I would just my eye would go. There can't be anything good beyond the frozen peas. Uh-huh. And underneath the frozen peas were these, uh, these the best waffles ever. Yes. Uh, have you confronted your wife about this yet? Not yet, but I'm going to. That's gonna be a big. Uh, if we have a team meeting today, I'm gonna bring that up. Going, listen. If, if I'm paying for food, you're not allowed to hide the food that I actually bought. <laughs> Now, wow. I, could, I, I did that in college. Like when I was in college, yeah. we, we'd go, you'd buy food, and you'd come home, and then you'd put some stuff not out where everybody else could grab it. I don't think my wife, just to answer your question, I don't think she's ever hidden she's food? Never hid food from me. or I, I don't think so. I mean, I told, now I'm going to go look through <laughs> the house. Maybe it's maybe she has. I, I kind of wish that she would because she right, goes right, out right. and buys like all this sugary stuff, chocolate stuff, and I can't. And you know, right I don't have any self discipline or self control. And, and I and I, you know, I open the cupboard and there's all these uh, dark chocolate peanut butter cups. I can't eat just one of those. But do you ever uh, think that she took those dark covered peanut butter cups and looked and saw? Oh man, we only have three left. Uh, I'm going to put two. In this drawer, so John only eats one. <laughs> I, I would not she's be ever surprised. Done uh, she may have, but I've never caught her. Because um, I know I've done that, and I, but she's never caught me. But now that I just outed myself um, when she listens to this, sorry, honey. It was cookies, <laughs> I think. I think it was something sweet. Um, but not as sweet as you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, you're gonna, uh, what are you going to say to her? How are you going to confront her? You know what you should do? Wait, I got an idea. One, I'm going to remind her that I'm going through a phase where I'm wearing wristbands. So that's going to be the thing. So I think <laughs> it, if you see a guy in wristbands, then you just know, listen, he means business. Yeah. When the, when the wristbands are on, I'm not, I'm not screwing around. I, I want wrist support because it, it's going down. That, and if you've got one of those Irish hats, throw that, throw that sucker on too, and that will really intimidate her. But no, here's what you do. Take the uh, waffles that you found. They're okay. good, dude. I wish I knew the name of them. They're, they're uh, syrup, no need for syrup, syrup less, like uh-huh. egos, like ego, like Lego my ego or whatever that thing was. Here's what you do. Eat eat all of them except for one. You know, I'm doing, I'm going to put, put wait, the empty box back. There. Then you put the, okay, you could do that. Oh, the, I was going to say, just put, <laughs> put one of the waffles inside of her pillowcase. Just to let her know. Go listen. I yeah. know. I know what you're doing. I just want to let you know. You can keep up this habit. That's fine. But you're not. I. I realize and I know what you're doing. Yeah. Or hide something of hers uh, that she really likes. You know, um, jewelry, a hair dryer. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what your wife likes. But find something and hide that. Or she, yeah. Well, here's what I do. I find something that she thinks she has hidden, but I see. And then I take that and put it in the box of the waffles. Just the kind of one of those, I know, I know, yeah. you know, I know. 
<laughs> I just want you to know that I know that yeah. you know what I mean. And and right when you, she, it'd be great if when she discovers that you just walk right up to her and kiss her on the cheek. Don't say a word and just you know, smell. And like, just, the, like the Godfather, he's like, yeah. I know it's you. <laughs> Oh, that's classic. Dude, how did we get uh, – we've been kind of uh, – not all over the place. Uh, I've been enjoying it, But how do we get 41 minutes into the podcast and we have not talked about – and we got to figure out what's going on with you. I don't Is know. Is so 41 far. minutes in? Have we been we, – okay. Yeah, it goes by uh, pretty fast. I didn't even know. It's, it you know, roughly. Yeah. But uh, one, I got one other big story and then, uh, then I'll, I can shut up for the rest. But uh, had uh, a guy at the show this week. Had a heart attack during my show. Have you had what? that happen? Have you had that happen? Have, no. you ever had, have you ever had medical emergency at your show? Uh, I've had people puke and pee, uh, but have not you had a like, fight? Of uh, like yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. like, like uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not being loud. You feel fuck like that? Yeah, it was two two other people, not, not me, but like yeah, people yeah. fought each other and they had to get kicked out. But I've had sex. I've had a couple got busted for having sex wow. during the show. Uh, and the, the greater story about that, they were having sex, and the door guys let them finish. <laughs> and I asked the door guy, I go, why'd you, why'd you let them finish? And then the door guy said, I figured the guy would be easier to deal with afterwards, which was a, right. genius, which was a genius move. Because you're not angry at anything immediately after. It is a smart move. And it, I mean, were they trying to be secretive about it? It wasn't like they were on stage doing this. Were they off in a corner somewhere where no one could see yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was their thing. They were like yeah. far back and they were like probably wondering, I wonder if we can uh, do this. Right. Yeah, yeah. Might as well, if they're not interrupting anything, yeah, go ahead and finish, and then we'll kick him out. Yeah. So uh, – Wait, some guy died in your show or had a heart attack or what he happened? He didn't die. He literally um, – I'm, I'm doing my show, and the, the staff – God love them at this place. Where uh, was it? Uh, well, yeah. yeah this, the staff uh, – I was in Erie. All super cool people uh, just tend to be, when they're handing out food, a little louder than I would like. Okay, that happens sometimes. Where when they go, when they come over to you with the tray, they say, "Who had the chicken tent?" And then they tr- <laughs> and then they try to be louder than you on stage. And yeah, so and they're n- probably like right in the front row. Oh, and they're, and they're just everywhere. Right at the light. So the so the whole week, I just kind of accepted that you know they've never had a team meeting and we're never told not to yell louder than the comic when they're handing out food. I would just you know who cares, right? It's just the thing. So I hear commotion. And I'm assuming that that's what's going on because nobody's this whole week. There, there's there been no heckling. The crowds were just uh, you know unbelievably awesome. So there's no there's no bad vibe. So I hear crazy commotion, and I think it's it's one of the servers. And this guy apparently uh, was sitting up and passed out, and his face went face down onto the table, like as wow. hard as you could take your head and slam it. Oh, and, and, and all and, and there he was like eating chicken and biscuits, so all that went everywhere too. But so, wait, how close was he to the to to the stage? Uh, right off to the left, um, just out of you know how the lights usually you can see really yeah. good the first two rows, just right about where it starts to get a little bit darker. So you you didn't see this? Happen. I didn't see. I I heard yeah. a chunk, and right. then I heard commotion. So I thought somebody dropped uh, some right. fries, and so I didn't realize what it was. Wow. And how then, old do you think this guy was? This guy was probably sixties. Okay. Wow. All right. So then you hear commotion, and it's weird how the human body, how you just then, I from the stage, I felt something, something was like something's wrong. 
You just right. got that vibe, even though I, I couldn't hear what's going on. Wow. So I'm on stage, and in the in the the whole club is pretty dark. It's it's the all the you know lights are sh- uh, you know showtime lights, so you can't see anything. So I'm up there, and people are trying to move. And this comedy club doesn't have tables; it has like these long conference uh, tables. Most right. most comedy clubs have like little four small, tops. Yeah, Th- small this tables. one is almost like not picnic tables, but just imagine a really long picnic table that seats fifty people. You know, twenty five <laughs> on both sides. So nothing is nothing's movable. You know, right. so if you fall there, it's not like you can move stuff out of the way. It's kind of like so. I hear people say, "Make room, make room, get back," and all the lights are off. So on, on stage, I was like, you know, you're not going to joke about it. So I stopped talking and I said, hey, you, uh, you guys turn on the lights because it's pitch dark. A couple minutes went by, no lights are on. I go, hey, guys, you know, let, let's, well, let's, did you let's know turn that, the lights. You, but you, you didn't know that this guy was having a heart attack. You just, you just felt that this guy needed help At or this point, people were moving around saying, call. I, I heard a couple call 911s and stuff like that. Oh, so wow. you knew something. You knew definitely something you know, was going on. So yeah. I said, turn on I mean, the lights. Like, is there a doctor in the house? Yeah, somebody said that. So I, on stage, no lights are on, no lights are on. And just not, you know, sometimes you say stuff when, when stuff gets really stressful. You kind of say smart-assy things just to – so I go – from stage, I say, you'd think there'd be a system in place for this. Can <laughs> right. somebody turn on the lights? Because where I was on stage, I, I can't get to any lights. So then uh, I said, uh, you know, call 911 if you need me to announce anything. So they moved the guy out, you know, um, cutting through the story. They moved the guy out. But here's where the guy had a heart attack. I have a joke in my act. <laughs> wait, right? wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, how far into your act were you? Five minutes. Oh, wow. You just started. Just started. Five to six minutes at the top. Uh. So I do a joke in my act about, uh, and I'm skipping through it, but uh, teenagers, how they mumble when, when you talk to them, how most teenagers sound like pro football players when they're announcing their name and what college they attended. Just right. most, most teenagers are like, huh, what, uh, you just like that, right? And right. then I do a joke where I go, I'm going to probably be an old dad. And I'm going to have a heart attack. And the last thing I hear on earth after I tell my son to call 911 is going to be, huh? And that kind of gets a laugh when, yeah. when, I, when I set up, okay, that guy had a heart attack at that exact moment. So no I, I literally said, I would, wouldn't it suck to be older and you have a heart attack? Oh my God. And right then when I was doing – that's when I heard a big chunk. So I literally said, wouldn't it suck to have a heart attack? And that's when the guy – Almost to the second, dropped. Uh, <laughs> right, just, right then and then he just said, "Oh no, I meant to say, wouldn't it be great to <laughs> yeah, get a blowjob right yeah, now?" Yeah, from from, <laughs> from the, So then, so they move him, and now the. Then, I gotta say, following a heart attack is almost. I don't know how you follow that. You only did five minutes, and then this guy almost dies of a heart attack. Do you finish your show? I mean, we'll, well go ahead. I, I, well, here's interrupt. what happens. So now, now the room, now the entire room is lit. Now all the lights are off. So then they move him out to you know the bar area, um, and then out of the blue, every light in the entire place goes dark again. So mm-hmm. completely lit. Shut off the lights, and now it's completely dark. And then from a dark stage where you can't even see me now, I go, oh, okay. I guess we're going to start the show again. And that kind of got a laugh. And I go, <laughs> I'm going to need some lights on stage, though, to, to do this. Now yeah. the crowd's kind of laughing and, and stuff. And then 
they turn on the lights that like light up the stairs leading to the stage, almost like these emergency lights. Those slowly start to go up. So now it's almost the equivalent of being on stage and plugging in a night light. Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. that's, now that's the only light I have on. And I <laughs> you go, can tell ghost stories. Yeah, then. so then I go, I'm going to need some more lights than this. And then some other random weird light came out of somewhere. Now, no stage lights are on yet. So some weird light from some other hallway comes back on. So then... You know, it's a fine line between trying to joke and then l- legitimately starting to get pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I look at the crowd or the, the club, and, you know, I'm not confrontational. That's just not who I am as a comic at least. Right. As a person maybe a little bit more, but as a comic on stage, I'm just – you know, both of us are, are kind of that way. We're just like we're all here to have a good time. Let's yeah. laugh at some stuff. I, I don't have that fake anger that a lot of comics like to have. You know what I mean? There's that fake. I'm so edgy. You can tell I'm edgy because I say fuck a lot on stage, right? Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. So 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 from the stage, I go, here's the deal. And I said it almost this tone. I go, this club's been open for 25 years, and you do shows 365 days a year. I would like the lights to be set at whatever you have them set at for, for 25 years. So however, <laughs> however you've set the lights for 25 years of being in business, is there any way we can turn them to that? Well, let me ask you this. because you I just found like, it odd that nobody yeah. in the entire no, place that's knew. that's I'm, I'm giving knew. you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. giving you that. But what I'm asking you this is because you've kind of you left me hanging a little bit. Now, this guy who had the heart attack, is he still in the lobby? Uh, as the ambulance came, uh, maybe maybe someone who works at the club who operates the lights is the guy who took him to the hospital. I don't know. Like, is there, are you guys missing some people, some staff people, because of this? Um, w- there's only one person in the club that knew how to run the lights. Which, okay, I mean, okay. I'm not a business owner. If that's how you choose, then that's how you choose to do it. Uh, and <laughs> apparently, the guy woke up or came out of because he was like, you know. Completely comatose. Well, he went into the hall or the bar. I guess he popped up for a second and was like, I'm fine. I hope I didn't wreck the show. Just give me a beer and I can go back in. <laughs> give me a beer. So then – so the guy stands up on his own and then they sit him at a bar stool and then the guy passes out again. Completely falls and um, passes, up, passes oh. out again. And he had um, some heart condition where apparently – it's it's not a full heart attack, but your 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 like your body reboots. I don't know. Are you it's saying called Ron, like it's called Ron, like AI or something? Or I don't I don't know. It was a uh, uh, Ron Jeremy just had this. I think he just had like a uh, heart. Uh, uh, I forgot what it was called. I don't know, but he fell. But it, but um, yeah. So all right. So and so, then got the crowd. I mean, the crowd after the light thing. After I got pissy with that, they were you know. And it's one of those things as a comic. What you know. He, he, there's not a lot to make fun of. It's you know, it's best just to yeah, exactly. You know, you know what I mean? Hope that everyone's okay in the in the long run. But you're not gonna be like, what's with that guy having a heart attack? So okay. the guy who didn't turn the lights on, they all, I mean, they was still there. The people, yeah, because you know, to, to the club's you know defense, they were all de- they were in the lobby dealing with a guy who had a heart attack. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at that point. Comic monkey boy on stage really wasn't their number one concern. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Well, I've got one for you. I mean, you, this your your story is way better than mine. But well, wait, wait, did you finish your set? I mean, did you start over because you only done five minutes? Did you pick up where you left off? Did you point out to the crowd? Oh my God, that was my heart attack joke, and a guy just 
I said that, attack? and they were weird. And then I did a a, a, a thing that you know I think I've talked about on, on on this podcast before. Anytime there's a weird state, anytime there's a weird feeling in the room, you can break state. Yeah, and by state, I mean I mean the mood or what people are thinking by asking a random question because your brain cannot not answer a question. Right. So if I was to ask you, you know, anything, your brain would jump to answer that. So literally after the heart attack. I looked at everybody and I said, "Do you guys smell popcorn?" <laughs> right? <laughs> Why popcorn? Just you just you, you need to ask a question. So Is if, that, if okay. I was to look at you, even though we're on we're skyping right now, and and I was to go, "Hey John, does your office smell like cotton candy?" Mm-hmm. I would say no or yes. Yeah. Say, no, no. Yeah. You like even though so we're, we're across have, the the I internet, answer, you yeah. had to stop and go. No, I've heard that. No, my, my room doesn't smell like cotton candy. No, I get, I but, get that. So I get so, you out of the – So why popcorn? I'm just asking why that question. I, that's my favorite one. Oh. I, well, or, or, or I always go, you, get, you smell burnt popcorn. But as good as you are at marketing and just knowing how to promote yourself and your products and your brand, I'm surprised you don't have like – what was the name of our website again? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Just to put that out there, because then they're they're thinking like, oh. Well, what? I do that like if if uh, and, and you uses too. It's not a, a mine. If somebody drops anything at the show, like you know how like somebody's always going to drop a glass. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. right when you hear that big shatter or drop, you know how the crowd would normally go oh or make a right. noise. Yeah. That's when you go johnreap.com. Just yeah. literally say your website. <laughs> Don't say go to. Just say johnreap.com. I like it. So. I like it. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that the guy. I mean, we, we don't yeah. know. We don't know a follow up, do we? I mean, did he die at the hospital? Or I, I, I didn't hear anything. But he was in the lobby asking for beer. So let's just uh, assume that the guy is okay. I didn't, you know, the owners Shh. of his club are. Shout out to the 60 year old guy who uh, had a heart attack and John Heffern, you killed. Well, uh, no, seriously, if the guy dies, you could say you killed someone with your comedy. Like you know, every, every comedian is always like, "Yeah, I killed that night." You freaking killed. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, by the way, if we're going to do shout-outs right now just randomly, and then we'll jump right in. There's somebody on Twitter that plugs our shows constantly, uh-huh. and they, they've they listened to every episode. So I just want to do a shout-out just because my computer's pulled up to 1MJ. Uh, 1MJ? It's, it's, it's all I know about this person. Well, so. that's great. Well, shout-out 1MJ. Keep keep on uh, heifering and reaping on. Um, <laughs> we need wristbands, man. I know. I've got this other thing, so not similar, but you know, well, I was just in Jacksonville, Florida, the Comedy Zone, right? And we know what happened there with Tammy Pascatelli, right? Right. We have that was one of our first podcasts. We talked. We had Tammy on. We talked about she was on stage and some lady threw a drink at her, and then they called the cops, and the cops didn't do anything about it. So there's a whole podcast about that. You can go dig it up. I forgot what episode it is. But anywho, I was just there. I didn't bring this whole thing up to them while I was there. But there is something weird about Jacksonville. It's almost, I mean, not everybody, but there's a, there's a thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a feeling almost from the crowd that they're in charge, that, that this is their show. It's not the comedian's show, and we can do what we want. I mean, that, it's sort of a pervasive vibe that goes on there. And I don't know why, but this random lady um, at the end of my set, well, towards the end, I have a big closing bit, John. I don't know if right. you've ever seen it, but I've got this 
big choreographed bit set to music where I'm sitting on the stool and I'm miming out what it's like going cruising in a small town and my brother's IROG Z28 and it's set to Def Leppard's pour some sugar on me and every beat has an action on it um, and it's like, you know, it's a, it's a good closing bit and I was setting that up and out of nowhere I see this sweet little old lady sort of not that old but kind of old wa- walking up with, with a note in her hand and she's sort of waving it at me and I'm like, oh, what, what, what is it? You know, like, so I get the note, and I'm like, well, you know, your timing was horrible. <laughs> I guess right. I was almost finished. Um, but so I, I put the note on Facebook, and I'm going to read the note to you. Okay. And, and I read the note on stage, and it got, and I made fun with it, and I wasn't picking on her. Right. Because I know that it's not like, you know, she did anything in a mean, hateful sort of way. Right. But she just wanted this message to be put out there from me, the comedian. It says, John Reap, J-O-H-N, spelled my name wrong. Um, my son, Chaz Sanders, is going into the Army tomorrow. Could you please say something funny? <laughs> now, first of all, I've been on stage for an hour. It's almost like saying I haven't said anything funny at all yet. Right, right, right. But I know what she means. She means funny about her son or whatever. Um, it says, uh, uh, could you please say something funny to Chaz Sanders? She has her son's name first and last name twice in the note, which I think is hilarious. Right. Um, something funny to Chaz Sanders. We have 30 people celebrating here tonight for Chaz. He's my only boy. Six sisters. And then so I I poked fun at her. I poked fun of her handwriting her note the fact that she was drunk i gave chaz a big old shout out because uh, you know hey we support the military we right. give to the wounded warriors i'm all about it man um so i didn't put her down but i did sort of convey that it wasn't this is not acceptable behavior at a comedy club you're not supposed to walk up there and hand the headliner a note you know that's just not what you do uh you give that to the mc or the manager when you get there and it's up to them to handle it not me um but anyway i am a headliner i'm a comedian i know how to handle these things it went well everything was fine and i put this picture and i said on stage i'm gonna this is great. I'm going to share this with all my followers on Facebook. I said that on stage at the time. And I, you know, I uploaded it to Facebook and everyone sees a note. And I wrote this, joking, because I know the people in the room would get this when they go to my Facebook page to see it. Okay. But what but what happens is is people on Facebook who weren't in the club, they don't know the tone of my voice and my message and they think that maybe I'm slamming this this chick or something. But I just wrote this. Dear Janice you spelled my name wrong. Uh, thanks for handing me this note during my closing bit. Your timing was horrible, but nonetheless, I wish your son well. Give him hell, Chaz. So that was just, you know, me, what my funny way of sharing this note and sort of just, you know, giving her a little bit of shit, but nothing crazy. But the people who in the room know uh, that it went well and everyone was happy. But then when you go read the thread uh, under the picture on my Facebook page, you'll see people are just attacking each other uh one person he's a comedian he's joking another person's like i don't care this was a lady her son's going to the military to fight uh, for your freedom and all this they, oh, there are people who stupid. take the slant like i'm against the military or some shit um why do you think though you know maybe it's not just jacksonville or you know because it's always the the comedy club they set the tone do, do you think people are getting dumber or do you think 
all her son going to the military side. Now it has nothing to do with this particular woman or the note at all. Right. Now it has everything to do with because I, I did a corporate event, a huge corporate event in front of 6,000 people. Jim Gaffigan is on stage. Yeah. Uh, he is doing his closing bacon bit. That's right. as famous as Jim Gaffigan is. That's his most famous bit. 6,000 people. As he's doing the bacon bit. A was it bacon one, or a hot pockets bit? Because the hot one, pockets. One or the, one or the other. Yeah, I think okay. it was hot pockets maybe. Right, right. A woman walks from the, from the crowd up to the stage. And this is a ginormous stage. Hands him a marker and a picture of him and asks him to sign it. Why he's doing his closer. He's literally, right. you know, if you're not a comic and you watch the Olympics, it's like the guy doing the, the pole vault when, or whatever when he's running. That's what your closer is. And she stepped in front of him. He stopped his bit and had to sign it, and she walked away. Clueless. So do you think Do you think people – not people are getting dumber, but it's just with live performances. Are, are just people that fucking clueless? Um. I don't know, man. I, I, like, I'm, who's I'm, winning? Are the clueless people winning, or are the <laughs> smarter people that realize, hey, this guy's doing a live performance? We should probably, you know, because I had a bachelor party at, at, at Erie that was just what? What? We're not allowed to have fun. We're just right. not allowed. Um, we're not even doing anything. We're just not looking at their phone the whole time and stuff like yeah. that. It's just like you're dumb people. You're just right. dumb. Like, why did you choose? A form of entertainment where you have to pay attention to the person the entire time. I, go, I definitely go, go think play that, laser tag. Go run around with with some lights. Have a great time. But when you go see comedy, you have to sit there and pay attention, or you're going to have a shitty time. We I didn't think, ask you to come. No, I totally. I, I think <laughs> to answer your question, I think people are. I don't know if they're getting. Well, we did dumber. ask you to come, but I think that they're getting more. Uh, they don't have social public etiquette anymore. It's like they just don't care. About other people's uh, time and their their money, so it's like they just there to do their thing, and they don't really care if it interferes with you. I think it all comes from this internet world and always being on Facebook, always being on your phone, and just it's all about me, 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 me all the time. So when you go somewhere and it's another comedian talking for an hour, you know they're, they're just sort of not used. It's almost to... like when I first started performing, you know, a billion years ago, when you would do shows in Vegas. Everybody who would come to the Vegas show was dressed up. Everybody was just – that right. was the thing. Everybody was dressed up. Now if you go and do a show in Vegas, you, you have tank tops and people with those big yards of beer and they're slipping <laughs> on it and they right. got some stupid you know, Mardi Gras type you know, things on and flip-flops. So maybe – Yeah. But maybe if that's the world, then, then, then that's the world. Uh, Let's try yeah. to class it up. We're going to class it up by starting to wear wristbands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Irish hats. That's going to be our new thing. If you see somebody with wristbands and Irish hats, you, you go, that is a gentleman? That, that is a classy guy right there. If, if you right. wear Irish hats and wristbands, that's a whole – we could bring that back, dude. It's kind of like bringing some... sexy back, but we, yeah. could like, we could start a whole trend. Like that's the thing. You, you got to get the Irish hat and I got to get some, uh, some wristbands apparently. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, – yeah, people are just getting more and more – and I got no tolerance for it. Self-centered, you know. And the older I get, I mean, when I was younger, uh, a younger comic, uh, I would, it would, it would throw me off my game because I'm not like a crowd work kind of comedian. Right. There are great comedians who have a skill uh, 
uh, improv where they can go on stage and do crowd work and have a funny set for 30 minutes to an hour maybe uh, and kill without having one bit of material that they've written and memorized and performed for you. And that is, you know, that's a great skill to have, but that's not what I do. Right. Um, and so when people would throw me off my game and, uh, and, and say stuff or heckle or, or hand me a note or whatever, it would be hard for me to get back in place. But at least I would, I would, it wouldn't make me mad. I would kind of like laugh at that experience and go like, wow, this is an experience I'm sort of having. I've, I've always thought about this as a comedian. Now it's happening to me. So I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. Right. But the older I get, the more and more I hate it. <laughs> yeah, but and, it's hard for me a lot of times to um... – Especially because I'm working on my new special, so I'm really in my head like, okay, how, what's the fastest way I can say this? So then when you, I got to have a fucking conversation with you, you know, and you're not, I'm not going to have this conversation in my special, then it, to me, I'm just like, I'm wasting valuable time right here. I mean, yes. with this is a, you know, I only have X amount of times that I'm going to get on stage before I shoot this. And I'm, if I'm spending 15 minutes because you're dumb, you know. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, by the way, I don't know if we want to talk about this now or do we do it the next podcast. I'll leave it up to you. But I recently, um, hmm, do we talk about it now or do we? Uh, why don't we? Why by don't the we... way, we, we we've added some stuff to heffernreap.com, um, and, and we I urge you to go back and check out any past shows. We we keep trying to update that and we keep trying to crank these out. Any any contact that you would like to make with us, let us know what you feel about the show. Leave comments on iTunes. Voicemails. We, they can leave us voicemails. We have a couple on there, but I forgot to grab. Well, we can um, do it in the next podcast. We can do it. Yeah. And, and then I don't know. Yes. Yeah. We had a guy uh, want tickets to come and see me in Charlotte, and I gave him tickets because he left that message. So that's an option. Um, wow, that's pretty cool. Let's just say that. Hey, you want free tickets to one go. of our shows? We, we, not leave us say, a voicemail. Yeah, we're not going to give it to you. Every single person who leaves a message, but that guy did it, and you know what? He got tickets, so there you yeah. go. So it, why not give it a whirl? I, I mean, say you, you get a 50-50 chance, I, I, I say. Yeah. Yeah, we get come. So do I want to do we uh, do I tell you this or do we just wait till next time? I defended Carrot Top. I was gonna say tease it. You defended Carrot Top. Yeah. So you don't want to talk okay, about the so, next podcast? So Let's how much we'll, how much time have we done so far? This is a nice, uh, healthy podcast, but it's been moving fast. The people listening, because here's what I, I've been polling. Have you been uh, talking to people after shows about the podcast? Me? Yes. Yes, I bring it up. I mean, here's uh, here's what I've noticed. Most people who listen to us all have jobs where where they need to listen to us because they're working eight hours and they're allowed to listen to this stuff. Right. So so us, you know. So right now we should probably throw in an encouragement thing, going, "Hey man, you're doing a great job of work. You're almost done. Then you get <laughs> home and you're gonna have some, uh, you know, waffles without syrup on them. So just yes, you're doing right. great. And in case no one told you today that you do a good job, me and Reap would like to tell you. Uh, you, great you, job. you do a good job, and we realize you're not always appreciated, appreciated like Let's like you a should be. Great job, listeners. And we then, love you. And then now, just look look at something in your office and just steal it. Yeah, take a stapler. Who cares? Just, who cares? We tell totally. So, do you want to talk about now, or do you want to uh, uh, talk about next podcast? It's up to you, man. Let's tease it. We'll tease it. We'll, we'll say. Look for this in the future podcast. We're going to talk about. Here's what I would like to get in depth with: defending Carrot Top, and I also want to talk about uh, an an idea that I'm thinking about doing with uh, my manager brought up to me uh, about calling in radio stations and having my own sort of uh, Metro Jethro Hollywood Minute type thing. We can flush it out. You and I can flush it out in the podcast. Well, what's um, let's just do it now. 
Oh, you don't want to end this one? I mean, we could. Do you want to do your thing now? Flush it out? Because why not? Why? Because if, if we wait for you to flush it out till we get together again, that'll okay. be a week or two later. And right. you know, John Reap, uh, since I've been working on this book, I'm all about ass and chair and getting shit done that you need to get done in life. I like it. I so like so why don't we just hear it? And then uh, uh, while you're pulling that up, I guess we'll tease. Here's what I don't understand. And I really want to have this conversation, but I, I don't know how to word it correctly, but I, I'm not intimidated what? by other comics. Why is, is Carrot Top? When, when I started doing stand-up, Carrot Top was the shiznit when I was 19 years old. I remember going on spring break, watching an MTV spring break thing. Carrot Top was on stage, brought out his trunks. Uh, 5,000 people, which were all my age at the time, all went crazy. Right, right, right? right, right But right. then even young comics now like to make fun of Carrot Top, even though these young comics have probably performed maybe 17 minutes total on stage. But it's hip to shit on Scott because he does props, right? That's just the yeah. hip, like you go, oh, that's a prop act. But yeah. okay, but why is and now? It's an easy I, target. I don't. I've never met this guy, so I'm not seeing anything bad will about him. But why is it Dimitri Martin? A guy who gets on stage. Now, this is going to look like I'm slamming somebody. I'm not. I'm just trying to make a comparison. Carrot top, props, pull out of a trunk, um, hacky, prop act. Right. Somebody gets on stage with a whiteboard or draws right. pictures <laughs> or, or that, that black dude who's on Comedy Central and why he's talking, a picture of whoever he's talking about pops up. Why is that hip and alternative? But carrot top is technically – do you know what I mean? Like, Carrot Top, yeah. let's say he pulls out, here's Abraham Lincoln's beard, and physically pulls it out. Demetri Martin, or, or the, the back dude, pulls, shows a picture of Lincoln's beard. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's hacky if it's in 3D, but if it's in 2D, if it's an image, <laughs> then it, it's perfectly acceptable and all the alter- – Yeah, hey. Am I making myself like, – like, I'm not, I'm not slamming those guys. I'm just saying I don't get why one is technically more highbrow than the other. Is right. what I don't is what I don't get. It's the same. You're still using visual. You're mm-hmm. still using. And I'm not saying using visual anything is wrong. I also want to let that you do whatever you need to do to make rent. I could give a shit less what right. you do, what what you do. Same here. Yeah, uh, they're all props. And somewhere Maybe along we... the way, it, it turned into uh, the, the cool thing to to hate on prop acts somewhere along the way. But why are some um, – why, why, like, I don't get, like – then there's some alternative well, guys with, think, with I guitars. Dimitri, I don't think Dimitri Martin would tell me. I'm not, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. And there's with nothing that. wrong with but it. But I, I mean, just, I, from the conversation I had with this young comic, I asked him who he liked and da da da. And then he made fun of Carrot Top. And then I was like, you realize that the person you admire and care, they're doing this, not the same act, but it's the same. Right. One is not. But, you know, we'll discuss that at another, you know. Carrot just, Top's been doing it for a long time. I mean, um, 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 who's the guy? The Sledge Maddox flushes uh, the watermelons. Uh, Gallagher. Gallagher, prop act, uh, but you know how many specials Gallagher has had? Probably like eight or nine over the years. I mean, that guy was huge in the eight. Well, you know. with Gallagher, what's scary is the dude's broke. That's that's what. Yeah, he made bad scary. business decisions. That's true, uh, right? Your buddy uh, was. Okay. But anyway, so Carrot Top is not broke. Carrot Top is uh, w- doing well. I mean, he lives in Vegas and sells out shows in Vegas all the time. Yeah. I just it just bugs me when you're. Uh, a young comic with notebook going on stage with notebooks, um, slamming guys that are really successful. You, just, you need to keep it in check because I'm from prop. the old school where you going on stage with a notebook as a prop. You going so what? What else is my new? What else do I have for you? And looking at your notebook, that's a prop. 
Right. You memorize that shit and you go on stage without having notes. That that's how you did it back in my that's how you did it in Detroit. That's, that's right. what you did. You didn't go on stage with notes. That's right. It's just hypocritical to have a guy with a notepad prop making fun of prop X while he's having a prop in his hand. I get it. It's yeah. hypocritical and that's and we call bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. Uh, I cash in your wolf card comics like that <laughs> exactly well i wasn't on a show that was rigged right no i'm on your side i've met have you met carrot top yeah super, super nice guy super cool guy and one, one of his uh writers is a buddy of mine charlie vericola uh there helps write i mean believe it or not there are jokes in there too charlie helps him write um uh, super cool guy never mean to anybody nope just just trying to to live his life and make make a buck in this world and tell a joke, and it's uh, just hip too. It's just hip to say you don't like it when you go. You know what I mean? When <laughs> they're the, all, they're all doing it perfectly. I guess well, we kind of talked I'm, about it. So maybe next podcast. Well, we I met with it. my managers and um, I got new managers now, and they're they're like, well, part of their job is to help your road career and all that stuff. And so they have a lot of uh, ends with radio markets. And I, you know, you and I both traveled so much and done so many radio. We. We basically, on our own, could probably call up John Boy and Billy, Bob and Tom, Ace and TJ, um, all these big names. I can't call have... up any of those. You can't? You could. What about, what about Detroit? There's probably some radio stations in Detroit. You could probably call Danny Bonaducci, get on the radio anytime he you might, want. You might take, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Let, let's just – okay, you have more radio stations to call than me. It's not a competition. <laughs> right. So, but – you know, and those sort of are in place that the comedy clubs usually set those up for you, the comedian, to promote the shows for them, their comedy club, that weekend, right? right. So, so I'm only doing, and I, and we only do maybe the same club twice a year, right? So I'm only on Bob and Tom or or, or um, John Boy and Billy once twice, a year. twice a year, once tops. a year at the most, yeah. Right. So, but Larry the Cable Guy, like he got really sort of famous for just calling in radio stations and doing his Larry the Cable Guy uh, bit, and then having a, like a two-minute little segment or three-minute segment, and then where he'd say "Get her done," and and he just took off that way. So uh, I'm sort of following that mold a little bit, where it's like I got to come up with something. To call in these radio stations and have right. like a, a minute, two minute, three minute little how do you do just to uh, get my name in their heads again. Uh, and keep um, in mind, radio guys are inherently lazy. So if you give them content, that makes their life easier. And, and all the, yeah. the kids listening, uh, anytime you make anybody's life easier, you will succeed. So if you make right. your boss's life easier by doing something, then that boss will be like, I like having this person around because they make my life easy, and that's right. it's, it's all the key. Yeah, exactly. I should write a book or something. You should. <laughs> Jot this down. Are we recording this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, good. Um, so I've come up with, you know, my, my little thing is I'm a Metro Jethro. Okay. Uh, that's my thing. You, you come to kids from the – for the, the future. future, I'm a Metro Jethro. Um, so I thought about you know having a, and I live in L.A. and there's all these uh, TMZ, Perez Hiltons of the world, and they're always giving you that angle. But what about a Metro Jethro Hollywood Minute sort of thing where I call in reporting on the gossip sort of thing, but more more about Metro Jet with a more of a Metro Jethro slant or angle. Uh, so it's not always about Lindsay Lohan or uh, you know so it's maybe it's about uh, maybe it's about Billy Bob. Thornton or something that happened. It's about a Metro right. Jethro. Gotcha. Or it has a Metro Jethro point of view okay. to it. Um, and so I've just been toying with what to call it. Um, I don't like Metro Jethro Hollywood Minute. That's too long. So yeah. I'm thinking of maybe just calling it the Metro Jethro Memo. 
It's a memo, and it's from Hollywood maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, throwing Hollywood in there kind of messes it up. It makes it long, uh, and it ties you to that. But What about anyway. uh, Metro? See, I can't say it. <laughs> Metro? What, 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 how do you say it? Met, it's two words. Okay. Okay. So what is Met, it? Metro is the first Metro. Word. Okay. Like Metro Police. Okay. okay. Metro. You got that one. Now, okay. remember that character from the Beverly Hillbillies, Jethro? Jethro. That's the second word. So you put those two together. You got Metro Jethro. I think you call it the Metro Jethro moment. Moment. I like moment more than memo. Nobody well, writes memos. Well, but memo goes with the O at the end of Jethro, Metro. So, but metro. you also use an M. So you're like Metro Jethro. It's the Metro Jethro moment. Of the nah. day. Of the week. Or minute. Can you make it a minute long? Yeah, but it's probably going to be longer than a minute at, at some point, you know. So anyway, I was just playing around with uh, some stories to, to, to practice, and I figured I could practice with you. What right, do you do, think? Do you want me to be the DJ? Yeah, like I call you up or whatever. And Are you then... going to have music underneath this? Not for our podcast, but what you're going right, to – some... I would definitely have some type of theme music underneath. It always makes stuff move quicker. I've got a, a theme song already called Metro Jethro. It's like an anthem. It's like a very long song that describes what a Metro Jethro is and who is not and what is, blah, all that stuff. So I could do a quick little, just put the chorus to that at the top. I'm a Metro Jethro, you know, that whole thing. Um, do you, have so, you heard that song? I have not. So why don't you? Uh... It's like, I'm a Metro Jethro. I put a rat tail in your cornrows. I got a pedicure from my wife's camel toe. It's all Metro Jethro type things. So why don't we um, play? So here's what we'll do is we'll play that song. Okay. And then out of that song, I'll be a DJ guy. All and right. Then, and then how are you going to want uh, to be set up? Why don't you say, we got John Reap on the phone, uh, Metro, and he's, uh, so, so we got John Reap on the phone, and he's, he's calling in to give us the Metro Jethro uh, memo from Hollywood. Okay. Let's just try that. Metro, Metro Jethro memo from Hollywood. Memo. I can't say Metro Jethro, Jethro memo. memo from Hollywood. Yeah. Okay, what's the um, what's your what's your the the thing, uh, Speed Network? Yeah, right. Speed Network. Uh, speed. It's network. called are you, are, are you faster than a redneck? Are you faster than redneck? Yeah. Let's see if I can do this. Okay. All right. All right. Wish me luck, man. I, 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 I want to let you know I I got uh, no cards from writing my book that yeah, I, yeah. that I really want to push because it wouldn't be awesome if you helped me be a bestseller. And I am wearing wristbands. John, I love that. Do, does the podcast? I, I, I would. I'm curious to if you could tweet us and let me know that you could really tell that the the wristbands helped. Right. Do you know what I mean? I would like to know that if you're listening to this, leave some comments on iTunes and say, yeah, the 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 uh, wristbands were a game changer. I have a question before we get started. Okay. Because you have radio DJ experience, um, and sidekick experience. But 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 you've been in the room. Uh, for when moments like this has probably happened, okay. where you have someone who calls in with sort of a bit that they want to do. Now, yeah. do you? Should I leave room for you to chime in, or should I just barrel through all the stuff I've written? You know what? I've heard it different ways when Hollywood people do it, where the the morning show guy will set it up and it's already pre-taped. Like we do that. They would do that a lot with the weather. The, right. the weather guy doesn't come on every 15 minutes. He just wakes up at 4.30 a.m., records a bunch, and yeah. then they just play it. So they act like you're actually live. Like you act like there's some 
uh, right. interaction. So that's you uh, that's on you. In that tape, uh, for the DJs to laugh at a joke that you've written, even though you're not going to be in the room and you you don't even know. If I've heard it both ways. I've yeah. heard it. Uh, I've heard it go either way, where you just do and people laugh over it, or you have to stay on point uh-huh. and. Uh, Keep it moving, kind of fast, because if I'm go- gonna try, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this both ways. I mean, I'm gonna probably ask your question, you know, your or, or, or on some of this, and then the other parts, I'm just gonna barrel through. Okay, let me try. We'll, it. No, we'll I, just I, see what, how it works. We'll just I got to see on my end here. This is, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna do this right. right. Okay. Uh, so, um, okay, ready? Do I want to come on a song on this, or do I want to? You're gonna come out of the Metro Jethro song. I'm a okay, metro. I got okay. So, so okay, so that that song's gonna play, and then bam. to a gated community, a farm. Uh, if you have to be at work at 7 o'clock, you have uh, just a couple more minutes. But like every Tuesday, on the phone with us right now is Last Comic Standing winner, John Reap. Uh, John's going to be giving us his Metro Gestro memo from Hollywood. <laughs> Already, I got to say, it's a little bit chunky. Uh, by the way, this Metro Jethro memo from Hollywood <laughs> is sponsored by the Speed Network. Remember, when you watch the Speed Network, don't forget to set your DVRs for Are You Faster Than a Redneck? John, what do you got for us? Yes, well, you almost got that right. I'll give you an 8 out of 10 <laughs> pronunciation. Alright, let's get right to it. Uh, Super Bowl is around the corner, and did you hear about Ray Lewis? He has been accused of using deer and Antler spray. Have you heard this? Yes, we have, Joe. Okay, well, this, of course, is illegal, but only because it's not hunting season. <laughs> you know? Thank you. <laughs> the NFL doesn't care, but now he has to pay a huge fine to the Wildlife Gaming Commission. Ah, <laughs> uh, and what, by the way, what the hell is deer antler spray? I do anyway? not know. Well, I've never heard. I've looked it up. It's a drug made from deer antler velvet, which is the stuff that grows around the antlers to help the deer grow a gigantic hardened rack. That's right. Ray Lewis is trying to grow a huge rack. Well, if this is true, it proves something that I've always thought about Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis is transgendered. There, I said it. 
think about it. He wears mascara under his eyes. He's very emotional. He's always crying. He likes to dance, and now he's using deer antler spray. I think what's going to happen is he's going to retire from the NFL and go play for the lingerie league. What do you think about that? <laughs> okay, so that's one chunk I wrote. Um, now, how long is that? I don't like. I would think for was probably like a minute over a minute. Was now keep in mind. I I I am not laughing, and there's not energy in the room, and I'm just right. bullshit clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just for for timing purposes. Which will happen. Uh, I almost say, dude, like if we were to to brainstorm this, um, man, you'd almost be out. Like, could you do it in two minutes? Could you do it in a minute? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd have to cut some of this down, I think, um, or I'd have to focus on. Just make it. Here's what from just now, since we're we're brainstorming this on the Heaven Read podcast. A lot of times, if you have to play certain songs a minute, like whatever your morning show is, let's say it's we play eight songs an hour, and if your morning show sucks, then then they start adding more songs to that, right? Right, Well, everybody on the clock gets behind, like something just takes too long, and then the jocks will always look at the time and go, How many songs have we played this hour? And then the producer go, we've only played seven. So now you have to fit in 12 songs. So now you're just backed up and you're like, what are we going to do? When I, when I did radio, there was a song by Delamitri, one of my favorite bands. This song, not so much, but it, check out some old Delamitri stuff. They're an awesome band. But there was a song called Roll To Me um, by Delamitri. Do you know the song? Okay, so that song was two minutes and 40 seconds. So we would play that song once an hour, not because we liked the song, because we needed to catch up. You know what I mean? So you still are hitting your eight songs an hour, but that's the song we would play if we were running behind. So you got to figure if you keep your this bit in that you know minute or two minutes, they yeah. would play that bit like all the time because that right. would be that would almost be their catch up bit. They're like, what are we gonna do? You know what? Let's right. just play uh, Reap's uh, Metro Jet Throw. Right, 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 right. Well, so that's am- that's all stuff for you just to think about. Yeah, if I'm, I think what's going to have to happen is I'm going to have to call in first and do it live with with some DJs that will let me do it that way. Um, see how it goes, and if it goes well, then I can record it, you know, and, and make it really tight and make it exactly 240 and record it and send it that way. Just because it would be easier for me, and time wise, it would be more efficient that way. Could but. you do a, a Metro just throw? God, I'm literally, it's, I can't say that. I can't say that or jewelry. Sometimes, like you put the uh, Methro at the beginning instead of Metro, and then sometimes when you say Jethro, there's an S for some reason that just pops in there. I don't know where the S is coming from. I don't, I don't <laughs> okay. know. Either. All right. Um, but anyway, well, that segment, the Metro Jethro memo from Hollywood, that was sponsored by the Speed Network. Don't forget to watch on the Speed Network. Uh, are you faster? Then a redneck hosted by the one and only John Reap, uh, winner of season uh, 14 of Last Comic Standing. Close. Um, <laughs> on a side note, did you uh, – here's, here's some other Metro Jethro news. This isn't like a well – this is not a written thing, but it's very Metro Jethro. Did you hear about uh, Jim Neighbors? You know Jim Neighbors, right? Yeah. Gomer Pyle from the Andy Griffith Show? Right. He just tied the knot at the ripe old age of 82. Did you hear about that? No. He married his best friend and partner of 38 years, 64-year-old 60, guy. So he's robbing the cradle. Wow. Uh, 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 Stan Cadwallader. I don't know how you pronounce that guy's name. But, yeah, he just 
I mean, but this is the first time everyone's always known that Jim Neighbors is most likely homosexual. Right. Uh, but he's never said it publicly. Uh, no one's ever really gave a crap to, to pry into his life and to find out. But at 82 years old, he decides to come out of the closet uh, and get married um, in Seattle. Uh, Washington, where gay marriage is legal. So I, I, I find that interesting uh, that he waited. I don't care about him being gay. I'm for gay rights. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not my problem at all. Um, but, you know, it's funny to me that, uh, you know, Jim Neighbors is gay. Like right now, there's someone who's like going, What? Go away. I didn't right. know he was gay. He has such a manly voice. Hey, could you do uh, – you want to do the memo, but could you do the Metro Jethro um, moment instead okay. of minute where you just – as guys, it's just, one, it's just one story. you have one moment and you just kind of talk about that one moment. And then, and then, so it's all self-contained. Where, because my question is like uh, rednecky type guys, yeah. um, you know, th- they kind of dress the same. That some of them wear t-shirts with no sleeves, right? And, and cut V-neck, you know, V-necks on their t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that is no different than a gay guy wearing a vest with no shirt. It's the same exact piece of clothing. Right, it's the same just, amount of material, and, and, it, it's, and all... it's showing off the same amount. But why? Why is why? that gay? And then the that other way is why redneck. Is it's redneck it's, it's all the same. So you could just go almost like the um, Bud Light Real Men of Genius type thing. But oh. you, but you spend here's to you, guy with flag on his car. That that but you know right. not not like that. But you have more of a moment where you're shining on on, on a thing. So what like we do it. here at uh, Hefner and like, I think I like that better than doing the Hollywood we'll Minute. We'll figure it out. Let's figure it out, man. The Hollywood Minute type thing would have to be topical, and it would have to it's be a lot of work. I'm something you, in the news every week. Yeah, so you'd have to do of, that. And, and yeah. you, you don't want to do that much work, let's be honest. No, I don't. No. I don't ever want to do it. work. That's, that's, why, that's, that's why I'm a comedian. Perfect. Uh, everybody, we uh, appreciate you listening to the Heifer and Reap podcast. If you haven't already, go to iTunes, do all that stuff. Go to check out our website. Click on whatever sponsors we have. Blah, 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 blah. More importantly, uh, like to see you at our shows. Um, you know, maybe yeah. uh, secretly, maybe our thing is if you show up at our shows with wristbands, and those uh, Irish hats will go, yeah, we, we can do that head nod. We're like, we know. We know. We'll give you a secret. We should have a secret handshake, too, that we, that we invent. We'll do it. Can we, this, this, this pot, and we're going to sponsor uh, a roller derby league. And, <laughs> and if your kids have a, a, a like t-ball league, let's just really, uh, 2013's our year, dude. Let's spend more money on this <laughs> podcast. Yes. Done, everybody. You're listening to Heffron and Reeb. Go to heffronandreeb.com for tour dates and great links. Hey, did you get that? It's heffronandreeb.com. Go there now. now.